Welcome to Black Hollywood Live. This is Geek Nerd Tech. Today, Elon Musk warns of the apocalypse. Showtime's getting sued and Nintendo's ripping us off again. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Word up, no doubt. From the heart. Stop trying to sound like cats that's already out. The original, nigga. Bone, nigga. So I think it's about that time that we get into some real shit. Bit, you know? sorry. Hey yo, by the way, your headquarters. They go my man right now. Tell them you, 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 are, you are a music producer now? You programming beats now? Yeah. <laughs> you ain't never programmed to beat in your life. The NPC right here. The NPC what? NPC uh, 12, <laughs> 17. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Oh, <laughs> show you break down tech news and nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell and Tessa Maya, geek, geek uh, producing bona fides is Achilles Shine. Oh What's my gosh. <laughs> hey man. Man. I'm nice with the like. <laughs> oh my god! No, hey man, I, I would love to see you actually program some music. That would be funny. It would be funny. It would be funny, and it would be fire. Okay, uh, but yeah, I bet you I'm doing more programming than your boy Dre's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's the shots fired, <laughs> right. Dre. Like who? Who am I? Exactly. Take that, Dre. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Dre. Uh, um, no, but welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Um, we are back. We took last week off for a bit. We're back today to talk uh, a lot of this, various, a lot of stuff about tech and uh, and pop culture and various things. But uh, I want to get into a little bit of about this fight since that transpired last weekend. Uh, Mayweather McGregor. Uh, first of all, did you watch the fight? Yeah, I had I had, yeah. had a great time. And were you disappointed when your boy McGregor lost? Um. Not at all, man. I will say that I respect him as a fighter. I respect him as a you know as an athlete and what he was able to display, like his first professional boxing match. I mean, the fact that he landed more punches than Pacquiao did, who's been sure. fighting his whole career. Yeah, like it says a lot. I mean, uh, Mayweather definitely couldn't step in the MMA arena. No, the fact that he stepped in the arena and actually made it. I mean, this, I can't remember the last Mayweather fight that was actually somewhat yeah. entertaining. The fact that he brought all that to the game, you know what I'm saying? So, Ooh, man, I'm in the hot take corner. This is what is this first t- first take? Hey, Stephen A. Hey, Stephen man. A. Shine. Hey man. <laughs> all, all in all, all in all, I thought it was a great fight. What about you? Um, I I agree. I think you made some good points about McGregor. I'm I'm just have to step outside of my you know extreme dislike for for really kind of both of these guys and, and on, on some levels. I respect the heck out of it. I, I, I always thought McGregor had zero chance in this in this fight. Um, I mean, just there's just no way. Like, if, if the top boxers in the world can't hit Mayweather, I, I doubt if a guy who can come in and out, there's no lucky punch. I don't but, care. But he did hit him more. That's the I, thing. No, he did. You're right. That's what I'm saying. I don't care if he's Irish, as everyone kept saying. But he's Irish. I don't care about that. <laughs> you know, doesn't mean don't mean nothing. Uh, but yeah, he did. He did do well. I mean, he stayed there for ten rounds. Um, whether or not whether or not that was because of it, it was part of Mayweather's strategy, or whether or not you mm-hmm. know Mayweather let him tire himself out and then just went to work on him, or he hung in there. However, you want to look at it. Uh, the money's the money's incredible. I mean, you know, I think I think McGregor was worth like twenty two million and made thirty million on this fight. So yeah. that's a that's and a good payday. He'll probably stand to make a hundred. Oh wow! It's all said and done. It's all said and done. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, and then you know Mayweather was, was worth six hundred eighty million, and now he might make another two to three yeah. hundred Min- million. minimum a hundred, and he'll probably make about three hundred and thirty five. It's retarded. That, that's going to ca- catch him in the B category. So he can finish his fight and be be a billionaire. Exactly. Wow, I mean, I mean, and there's only there's only three. There's only three. MJ, um, it'll be him, um, Mayweather, and Tiger Woods. 
Wow. Those are the only cats that are that either have made it to a B or close to a B. To be in terms of in terms of athletics, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no the white bo- folks, and and, and a boxer though, exactly, and, and, and an arguably dead sport that you can make a billion dollars boxing. That's incredible. That, and what, what Tyson said. He said, "I was a killer. These guys are sales salesmen." Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's exactly what that what that's it just, is. That's exactly like, right. Uh, I I I I, I want to just talk a little, just a little bit. I want to get to the Showtime story, which is interesting, but. Uh, Showtime's being sued. Streaming was was arguably uh, was suspect at best. Even the place that I was at, um, I watched the Bloodsoes barbecue, uh, and um, they were having issues. Shit was really? freezing. Ooh. I mean, it was on multiple TVs, but the big TV would kept freezing. Wow, you know, and uh, so everyone's like, oh, like about fifteen times during the fight. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, no, luckily it was on multiple TVs, so you have to switch to a little, little, little TV. But uh, yeah, those some issues, but. I want I want to talk about just a little bit about the, the about that about the hype the social media hype mm-hmm. the sort of the the promotion of this fight in, in this climate how it got to be just this racially charged sort of like promo fight do you think that it was all that was gassed up by the two of them to sell <laughs> tickets or do you think they man were this really is wrestling man right? this is yeah. wrestling this is this is the I mean, theater of the boy, mind dance boy dance Talk. monkey. All yeah, that stuff, all, that's all gassed up. All that is scripted, baby. Yeah, you think so? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, and I, I mean, the dudes are smart. They're yeah. using they're using the vehicle of television to be able to make money for themselves. And people are so naive that they believe this shit. You know, yeah. so I mean, it works. Like, it, like the hype is so strong, it's gonna make you pay that hundred bucks. It's yeah. gonna make you go to Vegas. It did. You know what I'm saying? It's like, record number. I mean, it did. I I, I found I came in the last time I watched a. Well, Pacquiao was the last fight exactly. that we watched. That I watched, and I was just telling know? a friend. Remember how the city was so electric, just the hype yeah. around that fight, right. and it's the hype is nothing. Yeah, like nothing. it's nothing, nothing. Yeah, so, so yeah, so I, I, that was you know, look, that was uh, I can imagine what Vegas was like. Vegas, Vegas was blowing crackling. up on yeah. fire um, because of that. Well, it's very interesting. It, it does remind me of the, the last time there was the Great White Hope was George Cooney in 1982 when uh, you know he was on the cover of Time Magazine with Rocky. Like, come on, Time Magazine. This is in the cover of Sports Illustrated. Talk about our last great hope. Our last great hope, really? Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know, but he's a, anyway. So I, I, was, I was liking this to Cooney because I think he's a, you know, I don't think he's a tomato can that Cooney was. But, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was all hype. But anyway. anyway. I will say, though, the Showtime thing, well, you know, there's one word, bandwidth. Like, how do you have a streaming platform that, you know, you build around this epic historical event and you don't even have your ducks in a row well let me let me talk so so so, so showtime is getting sued there's one guy who uh who, who speaks for a lot of us who has some streaming problems and then he's like i'm gonna sue so he's bringing out a class action suit against showtime because uh they paid a hundred dollars and he didn't get his shit and then another probably millions of people have the same the same problem now the question is, if they, even if they refunded all that fight, to, to refunded all those fights to the tune of like $150 million, they're still laughing. But I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you think? Do you think this class is it a frivolous suit or does it make sense? I mean, it definitely makes sense. What happens if that dude invited 50 people over to his house and spent money on food and drinks for, them, yeah. for a fight party that he couldn't stream? Yeah. Like that, that, affects the, that affects his pocket. It affects his relationships. It affects his emotional stability. Sure. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> thank, thank you, Cochran. But how does should this happen? I want to ask you, how does this happen on Showtime's end? Bandwidth. Like, they did they, not have that They didn't expect out? that many people to flock to it, and flock to the, it as a streaming 
um, opportunity. Maybe like right. doing it on pay per view, yeah. But right. are people really going to stream it? And so I think because they didn't have the infrastructure in place to, to buy enough bandwidth bandwidth to support the ma- amount of saturation, the amount of people, like they had the problem. Now, three years ago, HBO did not have this problem with, uh, you know, with, with that. Arguably because maybe the the the, the uh, awareness on streaming and the amount of devices and the way people stream now is different. Way different. I think. Do you think that this is something that will continue to happen in the future? Because it's just going to get worse. More and more people will, will opt to stream, try to figure out how to stream, and I can't imagine that any network is ready for it. I mean, we covered this before, like years ago. I don't know if it was CBS or if it was Grammys or Grammys or exactly, Oscars. Or exactly. One, and one, the, one and of them. same Oscars. thing. Same thing happened. Like yeah. they didn't think a lot of people, or they didn't plan, prepare right. for a lot of people to hit the streaming platform, and it and it shut it down. Yeah. I think. Hey, man, that's why Amazon and Netflix is killing these motherfuckers. Yeah, true. That's very true. They're advanced. They got well, the technology. It's very, very true. So we shall see how this plays out. Um, hopefully, that guy gets his money. If I'm, I'm going to join that class action suit. Uh, well, I didn't pay. I didn't pay for that. I went to watch it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> He's just going to put your name up in there anyway. No. Uh, I want to go to Elon Musk because he is out there again. I mean, he never stops. Like every week, he's calling for something. But this is this is true, you know. Uh, he's calling for a global ban on killer robots. I mean, like places like China and the USA have these have these sort of not just these drones and not just these you know mechanized bots, but they have these crazy uh, you know, autom- automated robots and tanks that can roll up, sense you know sense people, shoot them down, pivot, highly powered, launch missiles, launch grenades, like. These, these are these are like one man killing machines, and the thing about these guys are is there's a lot of them floating around, and and what he's saying the more we make these, the stronger we make these, and the more AI they have, we're just setting ourselves up for some Terminator three, t- Terminator two yeah. stuff. So do you think we should ban them? I mean, what what, what what's what's? I mean, I, there has to be some type of regulation, like. He even I don't know who termed it or dubbed it, but it's called the, the third expansion in warfare. Like first right. you had you know gunpowder, then you had nuclear weapons, and yeah. now you have this. Like yeah. this is serious because like I mean, how do you control it if it gets yeah. out if it gets out of its master's hands? If the program is altered or whatever, whatever the code is broken, like it's like RoboCop, exactly. Robocop like so, too. I think there has to be some type of regular regulatory things in place that prevent you know it being stolen, it corrupted, and the fact that we're developing this stuff, like it, it, I mean, yeah, it could serve to protect a country, protect assets, but it could also be the the force that that really is, is the end of us, the demise of us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, I agree. Um, it, it is scary. I think the the the, the he's mentioned some like the, the the type of warfare we're gonna see is unlike any other because you have, I mean, even if they're raging war against each other. Like the unleashing, what it's going to take to to shoot these drones shooting each other out of the sky, drone aerial battles, like on the battlefield, like oh that that's like craziness, you know. And I'm I'm the, I don't know if a company, a platoon of of a Navy SEALs can take out a platoon of drones. Nah. So I don't know. And we're already talking about cars that are more sophisticated to make turns and break, you know, at certain things in the road faster yeah. than humans. Do you think an autonomous warrior is not going to be a sh- better sharpshooter? Yeah. Than a, than a human. Well, it's got the thing. Exactly. That's like the little. So I don't know. That that is scary, uh, but that may be sad news. But I got good news for you. Apple, the iPhone eight is on the way. Oh wow, <laughs> it's coming. Let's throw the party. I, iOS eleven. <laughs> it's got the A eleven processor. A, a crazy. Uh, it's got crazy new design. Um, you know, three D. I mean, does any of this? I've, I've asked this before. I'm gonna ask you one more time. Does any of this stuff move the needle for you? Three no. D facial recognition. To unlock stuff, infrared sensor to allow in the dark facial recognition. No. Smart camera, 
you know, inductive charging finally. No, no. the longer power button. Because, you no. know, because sometimes your thumb be like the one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all screen design, the OLED screen. Just like, come on. Virtual home button, stainless steel edges. You should work for Apple. You're a great salesman. All this stuff is nothing. <laughs> Man, come on, bro. This is, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure for the, the fanfare. For the Apple apologists, which we tend to be most of the time on this show, yep. this is great. But yep. I mean, when you look at it in, the, in the grand scheme of smartphone technology, it's not that sophisticated. Like there's there's Samsung devices that already have all of this stuff. Yeah. Like so, I'm not jumping for joy because of this. Like and especially with the price point of a, of a G ball and up, a G ball and up for this and up. Like come on, man. Ooh. Like I'm perfectly perfectly happy with my iPhone Seven Plus. Yep. I think it works great. Yep. And maybe, I mean, maybe there's something down the pipeline that's not listed in that article that's going to, like, really win me over. But what you just listed is a bunch of trash, bro. Okay. Trash. Trash, take, bro. Take that, Tim <laughs> take, Cook. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I have to see it. I, I'll say all that shit now until I watch it. I, you know, I'm very susceptible to hype. The hype, so. yeah. Very susceptible. So Mayweather. Mayweather <laughs> got me. As soon as I, I may get real there when I watch that keynote, but we'll see. I'm kind of with you. Instinctively, I'm with you on this, but... I don't know. I can't feel like I feel like the keynote is going to have me, but hope, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's something that's that's worth getting. I mean, so what do you think about the extinction of the home button, though? Being that that was such like a flagship uh, element of the phone from when it first originated. Now yeah. they're removing that. I don't know why they are. I like it. I, said, I, I like the, the the you know the 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 new home button, which is like uh, you know it's not it's actual just the the you know what do you call it. Uh, it's just the, the the clicking and not there's an actual depress, but it's just the uh, the vibration. I like it. Um, I like it, you know, but maybe they'll do the same thing here because they, they 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 started by doing it already with this flat thing here. So that was the first move. So they'll probably just do the same thing here. Wherever you click it, it'll have that same sensation. Right. So they've already proved they can do that. That's, so what, that's what my girl says. But anyway, <laughs> I don't. That's unnecessary. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna move on. Right now. Um. Spotify, no, yes. no, no, Netflix, Netflix. <laughs> okay. So Netflix plans to spend seven billion dollars on content next year. Now, this is actually <gasps> a little, a little misleading because a lot of that, the lion's share of that, will be spent on on licensing existing things and kind of just re-upping and making sure they're they're secured because, you know, their goal is to obviously have fifty percent of their content original. Um, but they're already spending crazy money, like $100 million on Jerry Seinfeld's joint for a couple of specials. You know, um, they're, they're spending money left and right. But, um, you know, Tess Randos, who's the COO of, uh, of, uh, of the CCO, I should say, Chief Content Officer of Netflix, he said they're going to spend $7 million in 2018, and they're they're trying to get to that 50-50. And I don't, I don't see any issues with it. I don't know when did what. How do you feel? Do you feel that Netflix is going to continue to ascend, or do you think they'll you think they'll hit a point of oversaturation, or do you think they'll also maybe be lost with with people like Disney and they're pulling pulling out? How do you feel about? No, I think Netflix is going to win because of 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 what they're going to do, not just domestically but internationally. I think they're still um, becoming larger in, in in the Asian market, which is going to be. An incredible, incredibly difficult thing, especially. I mean, obviously, China is off the table, but other mm-hmm. other countries in the Asian market is going to really give them, you know, more subscribers. And I think because of that, like they'll be able to have uh, a lot of that money coming in. You know, all, all all those subscribers coming in. So I think that you know, signing people like Shonda Rhimes and developing their own like franchises, like yeah. I think that's going to keep them winning. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, I think I like to see what they're going to do in just different areas like sports. Obviously, they have the the, com, the, the comedic space on lock. They're trying mm-hmm. to do, you know, a lot of comic stuff. They pretty much own comedy right, right. now. Comedy yeah. and, you know, I, I know they just bought that comic book and they're trying to start, you know, build their own, uh, I guess, like universe, mm-hmm. comic universe. Yep. So I want, I want them to get into sports. I want them to get into like more, you know different areas like maybe like a music show or stuff like that that's that's more more diverse i don't really see that on netflix yet. well i mean because i mean obviously you have to give like a lot of these licensing issues you still want them to get into the licensing game and figure out how to stream live that's just thinking about it just more just period sports programming period yeah okay yeah but i mean at the end of the day i think they're gonna win i think they're already winning even though you know they're 20 b's you know in debt like i think it's gonna pay off for them Okay. I, I I tend to agree. I think that the, I think that what's happened now culturally, what is what can't be underestimated is you have a whole generation of people that you know. I mean, we talk about the Netflix and chill, but just like Netflixing something is a verb. You know, the idea of like checking a show on Netflix, even all. I mean, like it has it's taken like literally four years for them to go from nowhere to kids growing up now being like, I want to watch that show on Netflix called Friends. Like they've completely erased NBC. They completely yeah. erased all the when you when you go to Netflix, it's like they just it's like a you know not like the Borg. They just assimilate all of your shit. So yeah, it doesn't I, matter where those story like the origin stories of those shows are. Like yep. who, no one like wants no one cares that it's a Fox show or NBC show. Like it's it all Netflix. Yeah, and so but. so that's what they've so that so given that that's their starting point and they're four years in and they're gonna take that and then they build a gigantic library that's growing of original content and now they're having all your favorite stars and showrunners come to them as well i mean i don't know how it's it's, it's really a uh, you know scary proposition for for network for network tv and also cable i think that you know people like john langraff and others say that it's going to reach an oversaturation point and you know i think it will it, though it, it'll probably the bubble will burst but right now i don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, i don't see that happening either but i mean obviously that will happen and there will be you know the next netflix that's going to do something much differently yeah. or in, more innovative that will i mean apple's still coming <laughs> Exactly. You know, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Amazon's still growing, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Spotify. This is not really a, a, you know crazy news breaking story, but Spotify removes all their white power music from its service. They should. Um, the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, who's doing like a lot of great work in identifying um, hate groups and where they live and who they are, and making sure the world kind of knows who these people are and where they do business, which is, I think, just. They've been an amazing job. They've already been doing that, but since Charlottesville, now that they've got a lot of eyeballs and attention on them, yeah. that's been happening now. So this is an, just another win for Southern Poverty Law Center when they just put out a list of like, hey, these are all the people that, that on, on your service that are streaming white power music. Okay, thank you. Gone. And that seems to be happening. Yeah, no one wants to be aligned with that. So, I mean, it, it does all these companies, you know, I mean, all these companies should, should I mean, are taking taking that, that beat and saying, hey, you know, this is... This is not, you know, what our values are, our corporate values are, and this is not something that we support. And yeah, we will make strong moves to, you know, distance ourselves from any type of languaging or activity surrounding that. So, I mean, I think that's kind of like the the PC way of doing it. But I mean, sure. my question though, so would that also? Because I, I read I read in that article that it said not just racial groups, but any type of. Um, hatred towards women or sexuality. Yeah. So would that even include like a lot of yeah. gangster rap music? I mean, that's no, very don't, misogynistic. Don't, don't, don't put a mystical record on. That's what I'm saying. Don't, don't like, put a sugar free record on. So what does that mean though? Like, where's the <laughs> I, line drawn? I don't know. I mean, this. this I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is this is very interesting. This is, it is a very. This is the. This is the uh, you know First Amendment slippery slope that these 
the white supremacist groups basically live on. Mm -hmm. like, they, they live there. This is the stuff that, you know, uh, Luke was fighting on in the early 90s, exactly. you know, with two live crew. And everyone's right. like, freedom of speech. You right. can say pussy all day. What's That's wrong right. with that? Yeah. And so now these white supremacist groups are like, Or NWA, I, fuck yeah. the police. Yeah, they fuck the police. They can say nigga. We can say nigga. Right. You know, so, I mean, it is a slippery slope. I think that, you know, what the Southern Poverty, Southern Poverty Law Center is doing is identifying specifically um, people that, 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 it, it's about hate, so I don't know. It, it, it's it is subjective. Ultimately, it's up to the to the to the uh, the the network or the or the content provider to make those decisions. But it is it is it is a slippery slope, man. I don't know. But and also, I have a question for you. I think it's really interesting that I mean, I, God bless the work that the Southern Poverty Law Center is doing. But I mean, does it really take the Southern Poverty Law Center to have to po point out to all these companies like, yes. oh, hello, Spotify? Yeah. Listen, you've got 37 groups on your, oh, I, we do? Yeah. Thank you, Southern Poverty Law Center. We'll take them off right away. Like, Absolutely. That's exactly how it like, works. Oh, you have a blemish on your face. Okay, we'll clean it up. Oh, Not thank you. Uh, you know, exactly. That, that's, that, that to me is what's kind of That's like why I weird. think it's like, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a workflow. It's not, yeah. I don't see it as a genuine thing. It's no. just like, okay, well, you, you pointed out I have a pimple, so I'm going to go right, put some exactly. hydrogen peroxide on it. It's, uh, you know, or it's just all oh, the same thing of like, uh, hey, Apple, you have uh, factories in China that are that are you know populated by children. We do. Oh my oh, god, we have to shut we'll, those down no, right we'll away. Build factories right here in the yeah, states. Yeah, like that's, it's it's all it's all it's part of the same game. But I don't know. But whatever. I mean, like, you know, I'm glad I'm glad it's happening. Either way, it's just a little 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 silly. Uh, all right. Um, so I, no more gothic death metal for you. I Thank mean, no more, goodness. Yeah, no more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No more doom metal. Right, doom metal. <laughs> uh, so iOS 11 is going to make it impossible for the, uh, you know, the cops to force you to unlock your phone. This is one feature that I do like about the new iPhone, or at least at least the operating system. They're talking you out of this. They're talking about. Well, this happens a lot because you out in the streets, the cops do some shit, some dirty shit to you. You record it, and the cops like, "Give me that phone." True. Like, give me your fingerprint. Erase. Right. So you can't send it. So now what they're saying is you may record some shit, and then they can't unlock it. That's right. That's that's the good news. I, mean, yeah. I think that that's great. You press it five times, it goes into a safe mode. It also lets people know where you were, your last location, in case you're catching a beat down. Like, hit it five times, throw it down, and then, Dang. you know, it lets people know where you were because something happens like to a, you. So it's like a distress call, right? Yeah, it's like a distress call. It lets, it lets people know exactly where your phone is. And that, that's also good and, and weird and bad. You might accidentally... Uh, yeah, or do so. Yeah, who knows? Or like, I might like you know press it five times, put it in your pocket, and like rob a bank, leave. <laughs> I don't know. Do something great. You know, there's all kind of stuff you could do. So I don't know. Um, but it's very, it's very interesting. Um, what, do, what do you think about this? No, I definitely think it's interesting. I mean, we always talk about you know privacy and and you know the 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 lengths of what police and um, law enforcement agencies can do to, you know, capture our info. Right. And so I think that these type of precautions and measures help to protect us, you know, the consumer, the user of the device. And so I think if, if someone is doing something that's illegal or incorrect, uh, go through the proper channels, get a warrant, get, you know, get the, get the proper paperwork to be able to go through the phone or go through the house or whatever. Yeah. So I like the fact that, you know, Apple is, and other tech companies are standing on the side of the consumer, of the user, because I think that you know that those rights need to be protected first. Yeah, so. I, I, I agree about all that. Um, and I just you know the whole the, the phone man, the phone is is really a scary device that we have on us at all times because you know we are trackable. To this next story, this this story fo I follow the department of like they can do that, like which is Uber. You know Uber has a new CEO now, and so they're making all these announcements. They say they're going to stop tracking riders. After they drop off, I'm like, I'm like, that's a headline. Y'all do that? Like, 
Apparently, unbeknownst to me and millions of other folks, after Uber drops you off, they keep tracking you for a whole five minutes. Not for you though, because you you are you are an Apple user. iOS it doesn't they don't they don't do that. Oh, okay, thank goodness. Only on Android devices. All right, but still, still, yeah. I'm like, thank goodness. Well, now, but but why? Um, because we want to make sure that you know your home, you're home safe. No, our, yeah, your home safe. We want to make sure that the pickup location, the timing, and all the oh, different logistics brother, of how no. we pick people up. We want to get that, that analytics to be able to make our our service way better for you. We want to get the analytics as to where you're going, like exactly. how many times you go to the strip club, how many times you go eat chicken, how many times you do whatever, so they can Whoa, better wow. figure out what all, all the cliches, right? <laughs> I mean, Every time man. you eat watermelon, like keep going. Like, I'm eating chicken. I'm sorry. I'll talk about me. You don't even eat chicken. I love chicken. Oh <laughs> and strip clubs. But, hey, no, but I want to know every time you go do those things and so they can figure out how to better sell you shit. It's like, a, like you know, or how better to, like, do Uber Eats. Right. Like, oh, like, I'm going to catch them over at, you know, whatever. Right. At, 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 the, at the whatever spot. So at, at the sushi spot. Yeah, I'm going to non-cliche it. I'll <laughs> catch him at, at his favorite sushi spot. So, yeah, I mean, it, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I this is scary to me. What, 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 I, I, got I, I completely agree. I mean, the fact that, um, the fact that they have been doing this, and yeah. now they realize that you know, oh, we want to put precautions in place to let the end user know that we are doing this, or the, the end user can decide if you know we want if they want that to happen. Like, man, that should have been from day one. Like privacy again. Like protect the end user. Like our information is not to be you know trolled on. Like, yeah. Like, who knows what you're doing with that information? Like, all because you say it's one thing doesn't necessarily mean that's what's happening. Yeah. And so I like, I do like the fact that they give, they are giving options and you can say never or sometimes or whatever, whatever the third option is. Like, maybe it's always. And I think that's kind of cool, you know, to at least have that. But at the end of the day, even if you do have that, I don't know, I don't know what app is actually tracking my information. If even I if say I say no, no. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean they can't go in there and do it. Exactly. The fact, the fact they have the capability means right. that it's possible. And, right. And also, I was thinking about, uh, you know, there's a controversy that's almost five years old now, like the, at the early days of Uber, the big controversy that's kind of been swept under the rug, but the Uber executives bragging about the God Eye, you know, the big, the big giant screen where they can see every single Uber, where they go, where they drop off, and they would watch it and be and look for celebrities and be like, oh, looks like George Clooney's going over to so-and-so's house again. Like, what address is that? Oh, yep, he's been there for four hours. You know what that means? Like, they're like making jokes, eating popcorn, watching everything and the God Eye. That's scary. That's crazy. <laughs> and then until so they got outed in some story, and then they've allegedly cleaned all that up. But what, they just took it down, right? Like that's that that's got to be around still. So it's just it's just really interesting the, the power that these people have in terms of it's just a private company who has who you know not unlike Facebook and, and Google who we've given all of our data to, and yeah. now they know where not only not only where we're driving around in their vehicles, but also where we're going, where we're going after we get out, where we're right. going because we still got the phone in our hands exactly. Or you know, or even triangulation from picking the last two times we got rides. The God Eye, you know. So yeah, there it is. The God Eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Like I don't know. It's it's really interesting. Be, that, that's in San Francisco only, but able to, to look at that for the entire country or the world, or like look at a region, yeah, that's zoom bananas. in, and be like, oh, there's so and so. Like that's crazy. Yeah. No, but, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um, Nintendo, man. Nintendo just can't stop messing up. After the whole debacle with the NES, they did the Super NES. Uh, they, 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 they made an announcement. We, we've learned our lessons from what happened last time. <clears throat> no, they, you re- didn't. they released the joint at midnight or something overnight. It was sold out within two hours. Yep. 
and that's it. People went to sleep and woke up, and it was sold out, and no, I mean, there's nothing to be found. I mean, what are they doing? I mean, I think we, I think we discussed this. But you, like, you, didn't you say you think this is on purpose? I, I definitely think it's on purpose, but I don't know. I can't think of, I can't think of why it would be done this way because you would. The PR I, is so bad at this point. Obviously, if people are lined up to get these devices, like you want to sell as many as possible, right? So, I mean, I get the, I get the fact that marketing as a limited, you know, edition product. But still, like make a make a few more, you know. But like, is it something that that's gonna roll? They're gonna roll both these out for Christmas to make a show. That's what we money. thought last time. They didn't. Yeah, I mean, like November, like oh, oh, we found a whole, we found a whole warehouse full. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> like, and then just and sell a bunch. I don't know. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. At Nintendo all, Nintendo operates on a whole different spectrum. So who yeah. knows? Who knows uh, what they're doing? Well, yeah, we had no answers for that. Uh, let's see. I want to go into some quick. Uh, oh, well, this is one. Um, Riot Games is an Edinburgh Foundation want to bring a new curriculum into schools. They want to bring some teach kids how to code and do video game design at an early, early age. Talk about middle school. And this is high awesome. School. This is great. This? this is fantastic. Good news, right? Great news. I mean, you you think about like certain schools that have like uh, you know like STEM support, you know, right. science, technology, engineering, mathematics support. Either it be it from you know a nonprofit organization or for from a major you know organization like NASA. The fact now video games are getting in this space and video game industry and education colliding, and you're giving kids like this immersive experience yep. where they can learn about science and technology and programming, but also like social cultural things. Yep. That is that is fantastic. Fantastic! Yeah. I wish I had that as a kid. I know, me too. That's dope. I do too. I mean, it's, it reminds me. I was talking to these these interns over at uh, these well, these kids over at USC, and uh, having a good conversation. With these really smart kids, and they all go to the. Uh, I said, "Where do you guys go? Oh, we go to the uh, Dr. Dre Jimmy Iovine School." Right. And I was like, "Really? Like what? Are One kid had a, a class a class on house music. Mm-hmm. I just took my house music course. What?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. kids, this class on hip hop dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, but what what this class is of recording all these different things that are offering at the college level, even that, right. that is amazing. I mean, granted, it's a private it's a private university and it's USC, but I thought oh, that was incredible. And at the high school level, I couldn't imagine having right. a curriculum curriculum like that. And, Absolutely. And you know what? It is serious. It is real because that is. I mean, the video game in- industry is a you know like a ninety billion dollar plus a year, you know, industry or some crazy numbers. I, don't I know. mean, dude, coding is more important than cursive. I mean, they don't even teach cursive in schools. Like, yeah. they're starting to teach code. <laughs> yeah. Like, so the fact that, yeah, again, like these these billion-dollar companies, billion-dollar industry is colliding with, you know, a, a system that is kind of, like, broken and yeah. almost di- disenfranchised, I think that's going to, you know, reinvigorate the love for some of these things. Almost like how the space the space uh, race was in terms yeah. of how promoting math and getting getting man to the moon. Like, this might promote a whole different type of job, you yeah, know what I'm saying? I, because I agree. it's not just one thing, it's, like, multiple things. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah, I mean, in cursive, like, writing long form, I mean, like, even just printing and writing is one thing, but learning cursive for what? Exactly. Like no, what, no usage. What, what is this? A zero usage. Sign my checks. That's it. They learn how to do a signature. That's <laughs> right. Zero, zero usage. Uh, all right. Well, uh, the last couple things are two things that I do not want to see happen or do not care about, but I'm going to talk about them anyway. The first is, looks like they are doing, they, by they, I guess I mean uh, Hanna-Barbera, Warner, I guess Warner Brothers owns Hanna-Barbera these days, a Jetsons live-action reboot on ABC... <laughs> What? Hey, and and this time the, the regular Jetsons was 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 in nineteen sixty three, so they had it hundred years in the future in nineteen sixty two. Uh, they had hundred years in the future into 
2062. And now this is going to be 2018, 100 years in the future, into 2118. Uh, anyway, the point that I'm making is, who does it? Does anyone want to see this? A live-action Jetsons? Elroy? I mean... George Jetson? I can't say that you I... You trying to see it? I can't say that I would, but I'm pretty sure there is a... A market share of people that would. The Jetsons are for baby boomers. Okay. So, I mean, I'm... They still watch TV? Baby boomers will be dead in in, in 15 years. This show won't be on for 15 years. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I guess Generation X grew up with that stuff, too. But, like, reintroducing this for... I don't know. I I think it's a terrible idea. What about, like, Star Trek? Come on. It's kind of similar. (sighs) Maybe, maybe, Maybe not as... I wouldn't say that it has the same impact as Star Trek. But in terms of the... The type of time the time zone that it's in. Same. What what I do like about Jetsons is a very specific sort of like, I, I like the sort of retro future. Right. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of the whole retro future look. I mean, like Tomorrowland trying to play on this and that, but the failed movie Tomorrowland, but they did a lot of that sort of like, you know, jetpacks and cool the Art Deco design, kind of the retro the the the, the retro future. I love that stuff. I think there there could be something to be said if you do it that way. But if you're just trying to do a straightforward like, you know take us to 100 years from now and have a future. I'm like, that part of the fun of, of uh, the Jetsons, it was all the same gags as the Flintstones. It was right. all like, you know, <laughs> eat this pill. It's a pizza. Ha, right. ha, ha, ha. You know, it's all like how funny it is to, you know, play a, play a record player with a pterodactyl's beak. It's the same kind of jokes. I don't know, I don't know where those jokes go. True. You know, um, they didn't work on the live-action Flintstones. They I don't know how they work on the live-action, you know. Hey, somebody thinks it's a great idea. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, speaking of other bad ideas, uh, Warner Brothers is, is talking about not one but two new Joker movies. Um, one uh, apparently trying to apparently that will star Jared Leto and um, and Margot Robbie as, as jo- Joker and Harley in kind of a love story situation. I love it. Um, that may be interesting. Then there's another one that's kind of like off, which is more of a gritty crime drama um, produced by Martin Scorsese, directed by. Uh, Dude from The Hangover. What's my man's name? Um, uh, Todd Phillips from The Hangover, which is weird. But yeah, they want to do like an origin story, kind of like that's like a like a gritty crime drama of the, of the Joker and his crime lord self. I mean, what do you think of this? And we got jo- and, and, and Joker's also showed up in Gotham. You know, we've got three Jokers in three universes. I mean, how, I how mean, hard can they lean on this the stuff? The fans don't seem to be too happy about it. Like, oh. I mean, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of Twitter action about like, why would you do this? Like one says, a Joker origin movie goes against everything that makes the character interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't no, no one cares about the, the, the pre Joker days. Right. I mean, but I mean, isn't it about, isn't it? I mean, there, there is something to say about an origin story though, because like you fall in love with these characters and you kind of do want to know, okay. like, I mean, what's the difference between that and Wonder Woman? What's the difference? Yeah. I mean, are you, well, well let me ask you, did you like Jared Leto's performance? I did. Yeah, I liked it I too. I did. Yeah. Um, and obviously like, I guess whatever, two thirds of it got cut out, but you know, and, and, which is, uh, which we may never see, but. Uh yeah, I thought it, I thought it was really good. I mean, obviously Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson, of course. And Cesar Romero, but um, everybody that's played the Joker has done a great job. I agree. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know that they bad Joker performance. Even, right. even even Mark Hamill's joke in, in, in the animated series, his Joker's good. Um, I don't know that we need this. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a big Todd Phillips guy. Uh, I mean, the Hangover one was good. 
every other movie he's made, I'm out on, um, including the other two Hangovers. I don't picture him as a guy who's going to come make a gritty crime drama. Doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not asking for. It. I don't want it. I, I do have some interest in Jared Leto and Margot Robbie thing because that could be interesting. But well, I don't know. Man. But again, I ask you. I I, I want to get your take. Like, what's the difference between that and Wonder Woman as an origin story? Like, is Wonder Woman more of an interesting character? Yes. Like, she's, than, than Joker? Well, Joker's a villain. Right. Joker's very enigmatic. Okay. So part of his mystique is that like he is mysterious. I mean, I mean, you know, the whole idea of making movies around the villain they're yes. also kind of weird to me oh okay I mean they're, they're doing the I think they're doing like a Venom movie or they're doing a Sinister Six movie uh, but they just Marvel. they just did a whole Suicide movie. Squad yeah. yeah exactly I mean I guess ensemble cast of villains I guess I don't know <laughs> I love the Joker I don't yeah I I, I, I I could watch Wonder Woman I don't know if I could watch <laughs> the origin story of the Joker but we okay. should soon okay. find out um, that's it. That's all I got, man. That's all I got for this week. What do you, what do you have? Anything else? Did you, uh, did you get a chance to ca- catch the Jay-Z interview on title? Oh, no. That's something I will do. Actually, I'll, I'll do that today. That's pretty, a, it's a good it's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Uh, is it two parts only? Two parts, yeah. Okay. I will, I will definitely check that out. Um, I saw a piece of it. I think we talked about it. I saw like really only two minutes of it and I was, thought it was amazing. Yeah. So, in fact, I'm going to fire that up. Some good gems in there. Straight away and find out. Um, uh, what else? Uh, he, there's been a lot of Jay Z stuff dropping on the, uh, on the on the uh, on title, like like videos seem to be dropping left and right still. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, what are you? What are your? Uh, are you caught up on Insecure? What do you? Th- if you are, what are your thoughts about season two? I love it. I love. I love it. I'm caught up. Actually, I didn't see Sundays yet. Okay, still sitting there. So, but uh, I love. I love it. I love the season a lot. Um, I'm still Team Lawrence. Um, that. I mean that that episode a couple of weeks ago with him and the Bristol Farms with two white girls was, um, I mean not that I would know but it seemed very realistic. <laughs> I, I I know guys who to, who may know about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a good episode. I, I, th- I thought I thought the show was really 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 strong. I mean it's just it's just operating at a high level. Yeah, I really, I really like it. And Issa's doing a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Game of Thrones. Oh, I mean. I want to throw one one other bone towards you. So um, I was reading an interesting article about the MTV Movie Awards, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, every the, year the VMAs, or the, the VMAs. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, every year since uh, I want to say 2012, it's been on a decline in terms of ratings. Yep, um, but it's been an increase, obviously, in streaming it through different platforms. So, right. why do you think that is? Why 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 are the VMAs not as attractive um, as they once were? Well, it's 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 the same. It's kind of like the old guy. It's kind of like you know how um, you know you hear some older guys talk about like you know they I only date the same women. They're all the same age. I don't wait every year. I still date a twenty five year old. You know, it, it's it, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is your audience is the same. Your audience is the same ever since as it was since nineteen eighty four as it is now. The difference is that 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 sixteen to twenty five year old does not going to sit and watch television the same way so right. you can make whatever show you want to make that of course the streaming and all those multiple platforms going to go up because that's where your demo is watching television you're never going to be able to solve like how to get those kids to, it's gonna, to sit on the couch of, and watch TV. yeah like, no. like cuddle around the tv and definitely pop not. some popcorn and watch it like I those did, days I, are over like i didn't you know in 1985 or whatever yeah. like when i was one um <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, no, but yeah, I don't. It's it's that. I, I think the show. Um, you know, Steve and I were talking about this because he's he's friends with the guys who produced it. Um, Dinner Thieves. I think I think the show was ex- was extremely well produced. I thought I thought it was extremely well produced. I thought the sets are great. I thought the performance was dope. Performance was dope. I thought the pre-show was dope. I thought everything was great. Uh, I just didn't, you know, for me the content. I mean, I'm not really into. If I'm if I'm personally as an old the dude, content, what do you mean? I mean, like I'm out on seventy percent of people who performed. For me, oh. I'm, I'm like, all right, gotcha. You know, in other words, and then I think that Katy Perry was garbaggio as as and her jokes were flat as her. Stop it. <laughs> uh, Stop it. Right. <laughs> her forehead. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I thought it was flat. That was that was forced. Um, it's everything. I don't know. It just feels every, everything feels so appropriated and weird and uncomfortable to me. And I don't know if I'm just older, but I thought it looked amazing as a production. But yeah, in terms I'm, of and it's three hours long plus an hour pre-show, four hours long. I mean, come on, dog. That's how it's always been, though. <laughs> That's a long I think time. just think it's interesting, just in terms of. I mean, I think you speak to it in, in terms of the the viewing habits of of. of yeah, that age demographic is, is definitely shifted. No one watches it in that in those ways that we watched it decades ago. And so, I, I mean, I think the star power is the same. I think you know people are more attractive or attracted to musicians more than ever. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. musicians not only do music, they have brands. You know what right. I'm saying? So, like the whole culture and mystique behind these artists, I think you know does come into play. But it's just sad that you know MTV once was known for really breaking stuff, like you right. Know, Breaking down barriers, breaking artists, and now it's just like it's kind of like you said, flat. Like it's nothing really. Like, oh my god, did you see that? I can't believe it. It's and like, that's the thing that that's what they were known for, from Madonna right. all the way exactly. to even even as what when Madonna and Britney kissed, and I mean there was always something. Even even you know Eminem with or, with or even Kanye, Kanye no says they like what? There, there's no. They, MTV's always guilty of trying to uh, manufacture those moments. Um, what was the moment this year? Exactly. Was there any moment that you've felt like? Like it was something. Um, That's exactly right. What about and before we get out of here? But what about your boy uh, Adam Levine? You, you hear about him? Um, uh, Adam Levine of of, uh, of Maroon Five. He um, was very public about uh, how he feels about the MTV Awards. He tweeted, and I'm gonna get this tweet right. Uh, he, yeah, he he hates the MTV Awards. Um, he says it's always excited to see how. Utterly horrible the VMAs will be. They've really delivered so far this year. <laughs> Hashtag holy fuck. <laughs> uh, he hates the VMAs. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. He, he, he clearly has had some issues with them in the past, but he's been on record about how it's not about music anymore. He has all kinds of tweets talking about you know how bad they're going to be, how bad they are, and then he always just gets on and just slams them every year. So I agree. And he's on a personal vendetta. Another note, too, is that you know, music video culture is much different. Like before, you, an artist would would break their record, or they would break their their artist name by their music video. That doesn't happen anymore. Who cares yeah. if you have a music video? Nope. Like so, what? We all have cameras. We all right. are doing productions. Like right. so, like the the mystique of music videos is no longer. So even though the art that goes into making them is still at a high level, but yeah. people don't feel the same attractiveness that they once did. So it's like to that point. Not, not that we brought that up because we had a couple minutes, but I just want to ask you. Uh, the Taylor Swift video. 
man, what was it like forty million views in like twenty four hours or something? Yeah, Some crazy but, stat like I mean, that. That, that. That video, that video cost what two three million dollars. That's right. a that's a, it's a movie. That's that's a video. <laughs> right. The production value, right. the, the the setups. It was like a freaking hype Williams video back in the day. Like a you know, it was like probably about forty setups in that video. Man. About you know 15, fifteen, sixteen outfit changes. I don't know what's going on. Hey, that was that's making a statement. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if the song's any good. Uh, hey, 40, but, it was forty million views in less than twenty four hours. No, I'm just saying I haven't really, I haven't been paying attention. Are, to the but song, are you but, a Swift fan though? Wow, eighty three now. Million. That's wow. retarded. Look what, look wow. what you made me do. Look what you made me do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, am I a Swifty? I don't know. I mean, you know, you I'm know, you I mean, know. I'm not mad at her, but I'm not like checking for her either ever. Right. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I just really amazed. But she's she's really stepping up. I mean, I like the memes that showed her in her little formation. Talk about the, the, all, all the Beyonce memes. You know, uh, I got my mayonnaise with my you know all the all the different like uh, formation uh, you know comparisons. But I don't know. I'm not mad at her. But Katy Perry, any any thoughts on her? No thoughts. Any thoughts on her? Like you know, with her, her house music track with Swish Swish Bish. <laughs> Swish, swish, bish with the house music. Doom, 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 doom. The basketball flying through the air. Can't. Like, she's like looking around, her big eyes doing some stuff. Like, you're not. And my friend actually sings background for her. Huh? Well, I have a friend that sends, sings background for her. Okay. But I have no thoughts. I have no thoughts. I don't know. Her with, her with the Migos on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> no, thank like, you. I don't, know, I don't know what she And she seems really likable. But it's just way out of her lane. Not funny. Like um, she's funny in real life, but maybe not funny on the stage like that. Hey, I do appreciate her activism though. I think she's probably a great person and a cool, cool hang and a cool person. But I don't know, man. I feel like and actually, and if you listen to the album on its own, I feel the production is good. The album's okay. But just when I, every time she see, I see a performance or a video or anything, it's not not good. No <laughs> bad. It's like it's like a Miley Silas level appropriation. Yeah. stuff it's really bad yeah like with the basketballs and stuff like i don't know it's just swish swish bish <laughs> that's the track i don't know man. i'm out i'm out all right let's get out of here on that one um but i think videos are coming back because kendrick's showing that his videos are always dope oh very are uh, his, his videos are artistically dope there's yeah. a lot of people still doing good stuff uh let's get out of here uh, where can people find you they can find me on instagram and twitter at akili shine a-k-i-l-i-s-h-i-n-e and shooting a major shout out to all the people down in Houston that are going yes, through it right now. Man. Where can they find you? Uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. <laughs> uh, yes, and, and, and echo that shout out to people down in Houston and the entire like sort of South Texas area that's going through it right now. Um, it's, it's crazy. But um, thoughts and prayers, and we'll see you next week. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christian, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.